What's up, everybody? I'm Tyleek, and this is Season 2, Episode 1 of Tyconic Talks. Before I start, first I'd like to say rest in peace to all the victims who have lost their life recently due to just senseless and ignorant acts of violence, regardless if the motive behind your murder was racially, like, racially fueled or anything, just regardless, rest in peace to everyone these past few weeks who have lost their life due to violence. Um... This episode is called Welcome to the Conversation. Now, by conversation, I'm talking about race, quote-unquote, the conversation, because the race conversation is a conversation that, like, a lot of people don't like having, which is understandable because it's uncomfortable. But people don't realize that's the good thing. It needs to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. You can't grow by being comfortable. So in order to grow and to learn and stuff like that, it's not going to happen unless you're uncomfortable but everybody doesn't think on that wavelength but I digress so I'm gonna talk about someone named Willie Lynch now Willie Lynch was a British slave owner in West Indies who was invited to the colony of Virginia to teach his methods to the slave owners while he was there so obviously if he's teaching his methods to slave owners and he was invited to do so like you can just tell like what kind of person he was but he was extremely racist and it was to the point where reading his letter slash speech it like it was just crazy made me crazy uncomfortable because it's like he wrote this 1712 over 300 years ago it is 2021 but like the relevancy that like it still holds is honestly just crazy and in fact his last name is Lynch, and the fact that the term lynching originates from his last name, like, that's a lot to unpack within itself. But when he was in Virginia, he gave a speech, and he was telling the slave masters what they needed to do in order to keep their slaves in check, which was really just a way for them to have more control and more of a psychological hold on black people for years to come. Now, when quoting him, I'm going to use the word Negroes, but when he spoke, he didn't use the word Negroes, he used the N-word with the hard E-R, multiple multiple times but i'm just gonna start off by saying willie lynch wasn't dumb i guess he was a lot of things he was racist a horrible person if you want to add that but he was not dumb in 1712 he said i guarantee every one of you that if installed correctly it will control the slaves for at least 300 years he said himself that in years to come black people will still be following his methods he said he said this but unfortunately he was right he then proceeds to give what he called a list of differences. This list of differences included things such as age, color, intelligence, size, and where slaves lived in an effort to cause division within the black slaves within the black community. But to this day, people in the black community still bash each other and cause a divide within the community based off of these things that he put on this list over 300 years ago. And it's like, we fell into the trap. Like, we gave him what we wanted. But it's not even our fault like it's not he continues and said it was just this is just it's not our fault because this is just what was taught to our ancestors and unfortunately it continued occurring for future generations but he continues and states that you must use the dark-skinned slaves versus the light-skinned slaves and the light-skinned slaves versus the dark-skinned slaves does that sound familiar i'm sure it does because it's colorism colorism stems from slavery no surprise we all knew but we see how relevant colorism still is to this day every day and the fact that it stems from slavery and the fact that 
once again, we're feeded into what Willie Lynch wanted us to. And the fact that people still made ignorant and glamorized colorist comments, that's just to remind us that, like, that's just one way to remind us that as people, like, we've come far. We've come really far. If Martin Luther King were to see us today, he would be shocked. We've come far, but we still have, like, far to go. But that's okay. Growing takes time. Progression takes time. He also... What I also found interesting and surprising was the fact that he talked about generational curses. Like, in his letter, he talked about generational curses, and that stood out to me. And for those of you that don't know, generational curses are the cumulative effect on a person of things that their ancestors did, believed, or practiced in the past, and a consequence of ancestors' actions, beliefs, and sins being passed down. I'm sorry. A consequence of an ancestors' actions, beliefs, and sins being passed down. And he literally said, if you break the female mother, she will break the offspring in its early years of development. Right there he said, if you break the mother, if you make the mother, if you break her and make her feel broken, her kids are going to be broken. She's going to pass down her brokenness and that trauma, she's going to pass that on to them. And then now here you have generations and generations of black kids being born to this family that are just broken. He's saying destroy the black female. He's saying break her so that he can she can teach her brokenness to her kids. Like it's just it's right in front of us. Like I don't even know how else to explain it. Like we really reading is fundamental. Like we gotta face the facts. Just like when he said we break that natural strength of independence from them and thereby create a dependency status. This alludes to generational wealth. Like the parents who quote unquote want their children to struggle how they did. Like why? That's what white people want. They want black kids. They want us to struggle. They don't want us to have our own wealth. And like how white families and white kids, they have wealth and they have generational wealth. Black kids, we don't have that. Like, I mean, some do, some don't. But like, a lot don't. But a lot of people are going to be the first in their family to build generational wealth. But once again, once again, I digress. However... They want black, like I said, they want black kids to grow up in poverty and to work for them. And even said, it's to keep us as useful production for their businesses and pleasure. Now, I'm saying he a lot. So like I said, y'all know this is our document. This can be Google. You can do your own research. When I say he, I'm, I'm referring to Willie Lynch. But the proof is in the pudding. And honestly, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Like white people... They don't want us here. They have a vendetta against black men. They have a vendetta against black women. They have a vendetta against black children. They have a vendetta against black people. And they don't want us here. And it's written down. And it has been for over 300 years. And now they're showing us every day how true that is. And how much they hate us. And how much they don't want us here. Every time there's another murder of an innocent black person. He says... Both horse and Negroes are no good to the economy in the wild or natural state. Right there, he said, we're no good to the economy. Now, do you think people would want someone here who's quote-unquote no good to the economy? No, they would not. Another quote comes from when he began speaking about black people getting married, and he says, we take the Negro males away from them and keep them working. Right off the bat, he's saying, take the black father figure away from his kids. Right then and there, he just said, nope, these black kids, you're not going to have a black father. Right there, that's what he's saying. And that's what these white cops are doing. When they kill these 
unarmed slash innocent black men when these black boys are getting killed, when these black men are getting murdered by the police, they're taking fathers away from their children, black fathers away from their black children. Dante Wright, our black father, taken from his black son. Now, he can't even have to talk about race with his son. His son had to live it and experience it and live it every day in one of the worst ways possible. Like, that's just crazy and unimaginable. All because his life was taken too soon by a cop. And many of you don't even know, this cop was on the verge of being fired. The mayor even said that it was like, she she had resigned two days, she already resigned two days before she killed Dante. But even prior to that, they were already speculating firing her. So it was like, this lady already had a bad energy and bad stigma and just evil within her. So it was just, it's just crazy. Like I said, white people have a vendetta. Like for you to innocently kill a 16 year old girl that called you for help less than 30 seconds from getting out of your car. You mean to tell me as a grown man, you couldn't have broken up the fight. You couldn't have grabbed her. You tried to shoot her four times, four times for what? Like Micaiah Bryant is, well as many other people should still be here. Like she should be making TikToks with her friends and going to her Zoom classes and being excited about the summertime coming up, but she can't. Why? Because once again, white people have this racist vendetta, vendetta against black people and they have for years and years. And I feel it's time to face the facts. Everything I just said is written and has been for years. It's nobody's job to educate you unless you're a student and they're a teacher. It's 2021. Like There's no excuse for ignorance. We have smartphones in the palm of our hands. Anything you want to know, you can look it up, dude, you can research. You're not saying everything on the internet is true, but like, bear with me. Like, if you wanna know something, it's not hard to figure it out. Ignorance is just, is, there's no excuse for ignorance and denial when we talk about racial injustice in 2021. Everything you hear or anything that intrigues you or confuses you, research it, learn. Learn for yourself and learn the truth. If anyone doesn't know, like, how they can do their part or how they can make a difference, just, you know, it's the small things, like protests, of course, you know, vote, raise awareness any way you can, donate, organize events, or even just a simple protest, I mean, a simple repost, like, you see something about, you see Black Lives Matter on your timeline, repost it, just the small things, but like I always say, I hope y'all have really learned something, and I hope you all have gained a new perspective, and or plan to just be more socially aware Thank y'all for listening, and I'll see y'all next time.